1985, Burger King launched a viral ad campaign featuring Herb the Nerd, a mysterious man who had never eaten a Whopper in his life. No longer imaginary, Mr. Snuffleupagus was revealed to the adults on Sesame Street. And I just watched Chuck Norris drive a windboat, wrestle an alligator, stop terrorists in the mall, prevent a church bombing, thwart a foreign invader, and shoot a man point blank with a rocket launcher out a window. I don't really know what the fuck we just watched, but here it is. Hit the music. GameZillaMedia.com It's time for the last action podcast! Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Please, we can kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome, everybody, to the Last Action Podcast. It is I, Hovercraft Joe, here as always. With my two favorite co-hosts, Sphinx. Woo! What up, everybody? And LPJ. I don't even know what that was. That was, that was in line with the craziness of this movie. <laughs> I had to set the stage. Had to set the mood. <laughs> it, was, it was almost like a Ric Flair meets I don't even know who, but... Hey, LPJ. Yeah. Chuck Norris built the hospital he was born in. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I heard Ch- Superman wears Chuck Norris pajamas. <laughs> Chuck Norris doesn't have an escape key on his computer. All right. (laughs) So, in case you haven't figured this out, we're doing a Chuck Norris movie today. (laughs) For the first time on this podcast. Yes. Maybe the last after watching this. Uh, We're here to talk about uh, the 1985 film Invasion USA. (laughs) Indeed. Which I can honestly say is something I did not know exists until you guys told me that we were doing it for the podcast. I knew this existed, but I, first of all, I have never seen a Chuck Norris movie. Nor have I. Uh, I saw the one where he's with a dog, like a police dog. What the hell is that movie called? No, I'm pretty sure that's Turner and Hooch. And that was no, 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 no. He did do. I, I don't know what it's called, but I, yeah. yeah. It might even be called like Top Dog or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think that. maybe you're right. I, I've seen him. He He's in The Expendables 2, and I yeah. saw him in that, but that's about but, it. But yeah, I've never seen an actual, I mean, I've seen parts of movies, but I've never seen, I've never seen a full Chuck Norris movie. Yeah. Do you know that Chuck Norris once ate a Rubik's Cube and shit it out solved? It's <laughs> pretty good. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's good work. So that's, a, that's a smart digestive tract. Yep. I'm envious. Um, so I guess we'll start getting into some of the stuff on this. I have the <laughs> the budget of this movie, if you can believe it, was $12 million. Which was huge. Yeah. For well, what he does. I mean, you watch the movie, though. There's a lot of fucking explosions. I guess that's true. Right? There is. Uh, and I have a domestic gross. I guess I don't have a world one, but domestic of seventeen million, which is you know a success. Yeah, not yeah. a not a rousing well, success, but we should preface this by saying the, the studio that made this is mm-hmm. Canon Films, mm-hmm. specifically the Golden Globus era, and that was kind of their their thing was they would take bottom of the barrel scripts and make low budget B action movies, and either theatrically release them sometimes but more often than not they would make uh, just straight to video releases okay. because that was kind of their thing um, and Chuck, Nor- Chuck Norris was their big star that he was signed to 
signed to a six-picture deal to just do these types of movies. And this was his first one. No, this was not his first one. This it was, was his first, first one. one with Canon. No, this was his first oh. one of that deal. The oh. first ones that he did were the Missing in Action movies. Oh, okay. I didn't right. know Miss. I knew Missing in Action is what kind of helped bring his stardom up. Yes. Um, but I didn't know that they were Canon. They were, yeah. But this was the first one of that six-picture deal. Gotcha. <laughs> And, and I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it gives me maybe a little bit more respect for this movie that kind of the way they did it is kind of the script, the the setup of how these B-level movies are, are kind of done. Yeah. Because what, what I got out of this is that, you know, the the screenplay, the, the script was pretty much done by Chuck Norris. Yep. And then uh, Canon Pictures actually purposely edited the movie to remove pretty much all real plot from the movie. Like they did that intentionally. <laughs> so Norris actually had like a real background story behind these people and, and why the things were happening that were happening. And actually Canon said, nope, we just want to <laughs> blow a bunch of shit up. Yeah. Because that's that essentially was, what it is. Yeah. Because that was that was their MO. That's what they did. Right. So that's not the way I typically like movies. If anyone's listened to this podcast as long as I've been on here, I'm usually a fan of some plot. And with being told that this is purposely made without one, definitely didn't make me particularly happy. But yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of a plot. Um, I, mean, I don't know about that. Li- I said little. <laughs> I guess. Uh, does anyone, uh, I don't know if you looked it up, but does anyone take a stab at what the Rotten Tomatoes score for this is? Oh, God. I don't oh, even my know. Lord. It's probably like. It's got to be like in the twenties. All right, is that your official guess? Yeah, I'd say twenty-four. I'm, you know, it, it's kind of at the prime of this stuff. I'm gonna say it's a little higher, maybe like 18 percent. Oh. Wow, with an audience score of fifty-two. So that seems about right. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Um, the cast to get into this cast. I mean, like Chuck Norris is in it. <laughs> yep, and that's like all I've got. Yeah, the, I, really, the second most famous person in this is the guy who made the music. <laughs> and that's Jay Chataway, who did all the music for the Star Trek series. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Richard Lynch, who's yeah, the bad he's, guy. He's Rostov. And, and honestly, Richard Lynch, is a, he's a popular character actor. He's a big B-movie villain right. is what I got out of it. And, B- and Billy Drago oh, was in the movie for like five minutes. Drago? He, Billy Drago. <laughs> He's he's in the movie for like five minutes, but he's he's another one of those like '80s villains that always appears in things. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, there's really nobody in this. Yeah, I have two. Um, going back to the Canon films real quick, this was the prime of Canon films, and what I mean by that is again, since these movies are are pretty simple and that it's just explosions and, and action. They were rocking out movies at an incredible pace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I have a pop quiz for you. Pop quiz, hot shot. This movie came out in 1985. 1985 also is the year that Canon Films came out with the most films in a given year. <laughs> How many films did Canon make in 1985, if you had to guess? 20? Ooh, and that was right what I was thinking. I'll say 25. It's 30. Wow. <laughs> that's like, that's more than every other week they're coming out with a movie. I have a pop quiz for the two of you. Pop quiz, hot shot. Golan Globus produced another film we've done on this podcast. Rumble in the Bronx. 
No. By we, was it one that I did? No. Okay. Um, it's got to be in the 80s. See, is it something terrible? I don't think it is. <laughs> oh, so RoboCop. Uh, no, not RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um... Is it is it your GI Joe movie? It's GI Joe the movie. GI <laughs> oh. Joe the animated movie was produced by Golden Globus. This wow, make, this makes perfect sense now. Uh-huh. <laughs> makes perfect sense now. Um, so I only have. Uh, we can get into net worth now. Sure. Oh yeah, hold on, hold on. Here we go. <laughs> and obviously, I only have one person for you guys to guess, <laughs> and that's that's Chuck Norris. What do you oh, think, Chuck, Chuck Norris, Norris net worth? He did a lot of stuff, and he keeps working. I'm gonna say thirty million. Okay, Sphinx. Um, hmm. I'm gonna say more like fifty million. You know, you're closer. It's seventy million dollars for Chuck Norris. Good for him. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with it too. Wow, that's that's actually pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> way more than Edward Furlong. Poor Eddie Furlong. <laughs> And DMX. When Chuck Norris slices onions, the onions cry. Uh, are you going to do this the whole episode? <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I... Fair enough. <laughs> okay. thank, thank you for that. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure. All right. Um, the director, Joseph Zito. Um, the only thing that I found of interest to him is that one of the movies he directed was Friday the 13th, the final chapter, uh-huh. which for keeping track was the fourth movie in the franchise and oh, it was the, the final, final chapter, chapter and they've made like, I don't know, seven, eight more since. Yeah. Well, it was the final for Zito, wasn't it? Well, I, fair enough. I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> he also did other ones like Red Scorpion, which was the, uh, knockoff of, no, that's not, no, that's not, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Red Sonia. I don't, know, I don't know what the fuck Red Scorpion is. Really. <laughs> he did a, biscuit action, though. <laughs> Good talk, LPJ. <laughs> yep, that's it. Um, I also have the producers of this film. Um, Menaheim Golan and Yoram Globus. Globus. Globus, thank you. They're both Israeli. And the reason why I bring them up is just because they're pretty big with action movies, and they've helped start a lot of people's careers. Yep. Um, and that does include Chuck Norris. Um, LPJ's favorite, uh, John Claude Van Damme. In Cyborg. <laughs> yep. Uh, Charles Bronson. Uh, Death Wish. I guess Sean Connery had some earlier movies before Bond that he was involved with. These guys have been doing it for a long time. Oh, okay. I, uh, know that. I guess it was like the 50s. Interesting. And then Sylvester Stallone as well. Cobra. Uh, a couple of them. Yeah, Cobra. Was that yeah. it? There you Shoot. go. So, they, yeah, they, I mean, they're, they're big wigs. So... I don't know what made them do this movie, but whatever. Oh, I guess, you know, they're kind of a springboard. It was their thing. Yeah, (laughs) kind of their thing. Um, In terms of another writer, along with Chuck Norris, his brother uh, actually helped write the movie. Did you guys catch that? They did, did yeah. Yep. Yeah, his brother, Aaron. Brother Aaron, yep. Yep. And he, do you know what he does besides writing? Um, (sighs) Stockbroker. He's a stunt performer, isn't he? He is a stunt performer. Ah, Yeah. Um, and he does a little bit of directing and producing as well. Uh, he actually did serve in Vietnam. Okay. Uh, and Chuck Norris has another brother too. Um, Wildred is, I think his name I wrote down. Yeah, I guess. Um, he actually died in combat in 1970 in Vietnam. So, um, they actually all have a military career, but I'm going to save Chuck Norris's career for later. Um, and our little lightning round that we'll do (laughs) because I don't want to spoil that. All right. Fair enough. All right. Um, and that's really all that I had in terms of screenplay and whatnot and, and whatever this 
plot was. Well, I guess <laughs> no. Actually, I lied. I do have one more thing. I'm okay. sorry. That's kind of where Norris got the idea of this movie, I guess. So, because I find this kind of bizarre. Um, apparently, Chuck Norris read a magazine article that was talking about how there are hundreds of terrorists that are loose in the United States. And this really impacted Chuck. <laughs> and so he was thinking to himself, wow, they could really easily mobilize and attack us. So Chuck <laughs> Norris legitimately believed that what happened in this movie could actually happen in, in real life. I mean, he thought this was a true problem. And he was even interviewed at saying that he made this movie not to scare people, but to expose that this is an actual problem that could happen to the United States. Which, <laughs> I, I, I mean, we'll get into it when we talk about the air quotes plot of this movie, but like, I feel like the overall plan of this was like destined to fail. Oh, like, totally. Like, I mean, <laughs> we'll get into it more at the end, but like, it's just like it, the plan, it took me a long time to understand what it was. And I'm like, you can't take over the USA with that few many that few people. <laughs> like, you just can't. And I kind of get like some of the stuff they were trying to do, but like, God, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you I, seem I, so I defeated. <laughs> I'm already defeated. We haven't got into it. The, uh, the one thing I guess I would kind of believe is the way people handled themselves in this movie. I feel like. Americans would probably be just as dumb and silly if something like this legit happened. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably not wrong about that part. Yeah, but as for the rest of it, who I don't know what the fuck Chuck Norris <laughs> is thinking. But I mean, Chuck Norris did die 20 years ago. Death just hasn't had the courage to tell him yet. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I like that one. Uh. <laughs> All right. So uh. as, as we're going to try and work through the plot, I have an important thing I want to bring up before we get too far into it, okay? <laughs> okay. And this, like, I want you to admit this, LPJ, because this is based on your own logic. First this, of all, I didn't pick this movie. I know you didn't pick the movie. <laughs> I like how you keep... Yeah, I did like, not pick this I movie. Know. I know. It was just revealed to me before recording that Sphinx picked this movie. <laughs> yes. Listen, but, we, I wanted to find a free movie for everybody, and it was the only Chuck Norris free movie I could find. But based on your own logic and explanations, this is a Christmas movie. I will was, you, I wrote will you admit to that right that now? Down. Yes. Okay. This is a Christmas you movie. You are admitting that this is a Christmas movie. This is a movie that takes place during Christmas. Oh, that's different than a Christmas movie. Though. I this agree. This is a movie that takes place during Christmas. I guess that's the best we're going to get from him. But yeah. I, I, I mean, when it comes to Die Hard and other movies, he'll you know he'll have a little bit more to say, but not <laughs> Invasion USA. <laughs> it should be Listen, right up there. I'm allowed to pick and choose what I want to own, and this ain't it. <laughs> All right. That's fair enough. <laughs> You know, Chuck Norris once got a computer virus, and it died. Mm. So the plot of this movie... <laughs> do we really want to go through the plot, or want me to keep doing the jokes? Uh, we should probably do the plot. No, I, I think the plot is a joke enough, so <laughs> yeah. I think I think we got it covered. Um, I mean, I don't even know where to begin with this. So, it's, like, the movie starts... The movie starts on a Cuban <laughs> refugee boat. Right. That is stopped by the Coast Guard... Or so it, we think it is. <laughs> and then the Coast Guard just mows everybody down. Right. Including to, children. Including children to to get to the cargo hold of this little refugee ship, which is filled with drugs. Right. 
Which, here's one thing, and this movie has a lot of scenes where people are speaking foreign languages with no subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> like, it comes up a lot. Like, there's like three or four times where there's whole scenes in foreign languages, and they're like, nah, you don't need to know what and they're, they're saying. And they're weird, like, different foreign languages. Like, at one point it's German, at another point it's it's Spanish. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they go back and forth, and then it's Russian sometimes yeah, too. Yeah, sometimes it's Russian. <laughs> yeah. Because even the yeah, because even after the guys on the boat, they're originally speaking Spanish, the mm-hmm. fake Coast Guard, and then they're speaking Russian, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so, the weirdest thing, and 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 so come to find out, these people on the Coast Guard boat are actually Russian terrorists. Yes. All I could think of was that boss dude that was trying to act like the admiral had a really weird, ugly looking neck. Well, that's actually that's he was. Oh, does he have actually something wrong? Oh shit! Well, now I feel like an ass. (laughs) Most of his body was burned Uh, in a fire. Uh, Damn it! Now I'm a horrible person. I I actually, I'm going to tell you this story now. Are we talking about Rustoff? Rustoff? Yeah, Yeah, Rustoff. Richard Lynch. I couldn't get over the neck. It just kept freaking me (laughs) out. He's. Uh, let me see if I can find it right here. Uh, While you're looking for it. The scars it, came no. from a 1967 incident in Central Park in which, under the influence of drugs, he set mm-hmm. himself on fire, burning more than 70% of his body. It took him a year to recover, and that's what that's what <laughs> eventually led him to giving up taking drugs. Oh, okay. Well, He is that. a perfect fit for this yep. movie. And then after that, <laughs> he went to the actor's studio and trained under De Niro and Sally Kirkland in Day and Land. And learned nothing. <laughs> But he's a uh, he's uh, he's a famous character actor, and he is in all kinds of different TV shows. <laughs> wow! So after this opening scene, we're we're introduced to our hero Chuck Norris. I believe is it we're Ma- we're introduced, but is it but not like nothing's told about who he is or is it, what he does. Is, but. It, is it Matt Hunter? Yeah, it's Matt Hunter. Yes, he's introduced. Driving a fan boat. Yep. Which is kind of like a hovercraft. Uh, it's true. I guess oh, you're right. No, 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 no. I, I kind of thought we're pretty close. And let me, <laughs> close t- let me tell you something. This movie is filthy with fan boats. Oh, there's so <laughs> many fan boats. It's Dude, ridiculous. And you know what else? Everybody looks so leathery. Like <laughs> Everyone looks, looks like they're coked out as well. I wrote that in my notes. And leather. Like they look like. <laughs> They, they look, look like, like that guy's neck. Coked out baseball mitts. <laughs> so we're introduced to Chuck Norris in the scene driving the fan boat with jeans, a jean vest, and no shirt underneath. No. Correct. <laughs> and it's like the title sequence. It's the sequence, Everglades. It's hot. The title sequence is just him driving this fan boat around. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. I, at this point, we're like five minutes in, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> you texted me. Yeah. Like, what I, the fuck? It was like I took a recording. I was watching it on my Kindle, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> five minutes in. Movie. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I'm just looking down. Why does everyone in the film look like they're on cocaine? So I definitely, you know, mentioned that along with the catcher's mates. <laughs> and then, like, the next scene is him wrestling an alligator. It's true. He does wrestle and an it's alligator. An actual alligator. It's an actual alligator because it looked like it almost took that guy, the other guy's arm off, which I never figured out who that other guy was. I guess he ran the, the, the rentals for the boats. Yeah, he ran the rentals for the boats and, like, moonlighted s- catching alligators and selling them to people. <laughs> Sure. Mean, meanwhile, the, I guess, FBI discover... It's the CIA. <laughs> the CIA, it's sorry. The CIA. They discover the boat full of what I think is the dead bodies of all the Coast Guard guys, right? Yes. Which, why are they... Oh, of oh, the Coast Guard guys. I thought you meant of the Cuban boat. No, like, Why no, would no. they load them onto the boat? And it, it's here all where right. we're introduced to perhaps the most useless character in the movie, <laughs> who is the reporter... 
who's in this movie throughout, but does nothing yeah. and serves no purpose. Zero. I got a feeling that's what was cut out. I when you just brought up the most useless person, I actually thought about the CIA head oh. agent because what oh, the yeah. hell does he also do throughout the movie? Nothing, <laughs> dude. Nobody does anything in this movie except Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris and he does everything in this movie. <laughs> so we're kind of okay. So Rustoff, Rustoff, Rustoff. Who cares? Sure. Okay. Rustoff. <laughs> we basically, from what I gathered, is that he was obtaining these drugs. To trade with a dude to get guns. Yes. And then in a bizarre scene, he takes the drugs to this guy's house, or the his hideout, and the lady is now she does the drugs and then she like screams, <laughs> Is there something wrong with the drugs? Or what happens in I, that no, scene? No, I thought the no, one guy he, like bashes his he head bas- in. He bash- bashes he, her head in. He pushes her head and the 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 oh, okay. coat thing goes up her nose. Okay, that's what I missed. And then, like, so, and then Rustop, he has a weird thing. He does it a couple times, I swear, in this movie where he puts the gun down someone's pants and shoots. Oh, yeah, he Am does I, it several times. He, he shoots like, people in the dick, like <laughs> Robocop yeah. style, many times. <laughs> <laughs> and he shoots it twice to make sure he did it. Yeah, right? he yeah. did a double dick shot. Yeah. He, he also, <laughs> I mean, at least Robocop just did it once. Yeah. You know, this he, guy does it twice. He also <laughs> throws that lady out the window after <laughs> slamming he her fucking face. Throws her. <laughs> like, he does. He might as well have grabbed her by her hair and No, her he does ass that later. And throws her out the window like a sack of fucking potatoes. <laughs> Meanwhile, back to Chuck Norris, who is being offered uh, to come over to have some frogs for dinner. While hiding in the dark in his house while someone's coming in to want to talk to well, him. Well, no, first he's offered the frogs. First he's offered the frogs. With the, hey, frogs. Yeah, with the classic line of, God, I'm sick of frogs, implying that he eats frogs all the time, which I guess if you do, if you live on... Everglades. Everglades, yeah, but yes, frogs. that's when the apparently CAA guy sneaks into his house in the middle of the night to try and like bring him on to this case because he's where like, is this ho- this house is like floating in a bog? Yeah, in the Everglades. And because what we learn is that Chuck Norris has a past history with Rustoff. But we don't know what the past history is, no, right? We no, we don't. Because, the, okay. Had to get chopped out from the movie. Right? Here's what's so confusing about this movie is they, they have that scene where they're like, oh, we want you to come back. Rustoff's in the U.S. Chuck Norris is like, no, we don't want to. Immediately into a scene where it's like Rustoff outside some kind of embassy. This, also, this movie's filthy with rocket launchers. And he's got like a oh, rocket yeah. launcher. What was he doing in the embassy? Well, it doesn't matter because then Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> then Chuck Norris comes up and is like holding a gun to him and catches him. But it's like, oh, this is a flashback, like a dream that this guy's having. But there's no indication right. when they go yeah. into the scene that it is because he wakes up screaming. <laughs> that's right. Because it's like a, a dream that he's having about when yeah. he was caught. But like, that's all we're given about the background between the two. Yeah, literally, we are not told scene. anything else about no. this. Is that background. he caught him one time, and I think Chuck Norris is like, oh, you should have let me kill him when I had the chance. I kind of wish we watched that movie instead. <laughs> Because I was maybe so it's co- somewhere. Who knows? Yeah, I, I was super confused by that scene because it just it segues seamlessly into yeah. it, and not explaining that it's in the past. It's like this movie is a sequel for a movie that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> in some ways, I did kind of feel like that. Yeah. Like like there was a lot of stuff where it was like I was like, oh, this seems like it's the second movie in a film series, <laughs> but it's not. No, it's not. It is the first. And and we kind of learn that Rustoff is bas- he's obsessed with Chuck Norris. Yeah. He's like wants to kill him, but he's also terrified of him. He's like he's got this real complex about Chuck Norris in this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um <laughs> You know, Chuck Norris doesn't dial the wrong number. You just answered the wrong phone. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
Also, so Chuck Norris has a pet armadillo in this. He has a pet armadillo, yep. yep. Do armadillos exist in the Everglades? I thought they're like in deserts. Yeah, I thought they were yeah, more of like a Texas sure like, like, a, like, a, like a Texas, Arizona kind of deal. Who the fuck knows? So, so Rustoff wants to take care of Chuck Norris. They're kind of telling him, they're like, ah, don't worry about him. He's not a big deal, but he's insistent. So they show up at his house with a bunch of fan boats. How do they find out where he is? <laughs> I don't know. How in the hell do you know that he is in the middle of the fucking Everglades? <laughs> I do not know. Like, Chuck Norris is definitely off the goddamn radar. <laughs> but somehow, these guys find him. And I can't remember, is this before or after, like, 8,000 people show up on the shoreline and no one notices? This is before. Okay. Because they go, they show up at Chuck Norris's house on, on fan boats, and they use rocket launchers <laughs> and, like, blow up his house, and they basically think he's dead, but he's not because he jumped out the back window. And this is when he kind of decides that, or he's like, all right, I got to do something about this. All right, I got a quick pop quiz. Pop quiz, hot shot. <laughs> How many bazooka shots go into Chuck Norris's house? Four. Six. Eight. Wow. <laughs> there was a tiny shack, too. Like, one was probably fine. But, but when that last one hits, that fucker explodes good. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get into the scene that Sphinx is talking about where it's, like, the middle of the night and there's all these, like, boats show up on the beach and all these guys get out. And it's like, I don't know. What, what would you say, like, honestly, how many guys get out of those boats? It was the fucking D-Day invasion. <laughs> that was Normandy. Yeah, but it was, like... I, I put down a thousand guys, yeah, maybe. A thousand guys. Ooh, I see. I thought it was less than that, but a few hundred. Well, they said there were forty trucks that they were all loaded in. Yeah, but I feel like there was maybe like fifteen guys getting. In. Well, maybe the math checks out. I don't know. But well, think about it. So there's anywhere. So let's say let's say let's say fifteen guys to a truck, and there's forty trucks. So you're looking at what six hundred people. So your invasion force to take over the entire United States is 600 people. But was there was their goal to take over all the United States or I just, think it was just cause chaos? Yeah. I mean, I guess it seemed like he wanted to eventually take over, but I don't know. I, Maybe you're right. No, I. It's a legit question because <laughs> what the hell was the end game for this? Well, yeah, Maybe it was to like, like spark did, did a revolution. Roost, did Rustoff think he was gonna succeed yeah, or and, and win? I, or I do have a note that says like, what was his macro plan? Like, what was ultimately was he like you said? Was he just trying to cause chaos in the United States? I don't know. You know, what this reminded me of like it reminded me of a really shitty Captain America versus Red Skull plot. <laughs> I could see that. With Chuck Norris, the uh, all-American. Yeah. And, yeah. and then the other guy, the Russian, being yeah. all fucked up in the face and all that and being Red Skull. I could see that. So, okay. <laughs> so all the guys arrive on the beach. Chuck Norris decides that he's going to, he meets up with his CIA buddy. He's going to take the assignment. Mm -hmm. Then uh, there's so many crazy <laughs> scenes in this. But this this <laughs> next one might be the craziest scene. When Rustoff and his buddy, they pull up in this neighborhood. It's now Christmas. It's we Christmas find out. time. Which people are decorating the trees outside. outside. Is that a thing? I don't know. In the I, South? I have a note of that too. I'm like, they're decorating a tree outside with like ornaments and everything? Like what? No one I knows? I don't know. If any of our listeners are from the South, please please respond anyone to from, us. Anyone from Florida. <laughs> yeah. So, so Rustoff, which, sorry, no, like, you know, those jokes, like if you type in a man in yeah. Florida, like this is a total plot for one of those. You know, actually, you, the real, you want to know why that is? Because of this movie? No, no, no. no. no it's I, because in Florida, they make all court cases public record. 
Yeah, yeah. So that's the only state that does it. That's fun, by the way, to do that Florida man and then like oh, your yeah. birthday. Mine was like Florida man accidentally shoots self and penis or something because he <laughs> sat on his gun. <laughs> Mine was um, the guy is walking around in his underwear that says insert package here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what mine was. Oh, man. Um, so anyway, so Rustoff shows up at this neighborhood with a rocket launcher and just starts blowing up houses randomly. Yes. Why? And and we're being shown that there's like children. It's Christmas. Right. This movie is it's terrible with like it's like innocent bystanders ah, that get killed. I yeah. wrote in my notes like legit. That's horrible. Yeah. Like I was upset. Like they specifically show like a young girl run into a house and then immimmediately it gets blown up with a rocket yeah. launcher. Well, it's okay. The girl runs out. She's okay. She does run out. But it's but like, didn't she have a brother? What happened to the brother? Oh, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> right? The brother did not oh, make he, it. He did. Also, <laughs> also, I have a question. I have a question here. How many times that can boy you? Dead. <laughs> boy dead. How many times can you fire a rocket launcher before you have to reload it? Once, because he shoots it, it once. Uh, and will will a rocket launcher literally blow the entire house into smithereens? Well, if it's filled with gasoline, it will. Because <laughs> so, he because he shoots that thing like six times in a yeah. row without reloading. <sighs> yeah, he does. So the next scene. Hold on, real quick. I'm sorry. Not trying to interrupt. <laughs> no, no. Go ahead. Um. Those were real houses. I saw that, yeah. 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 That it was um, like, yeah, I saw that. Because this movie is actually mainly filmed uh, in Atlanta. And they were expanding Atlanta's big Jackson Airport, which I only know this because I was just there uh, back in September. Brag. But, uh, you know. And uh, apparently that these houses are going to be bulldozed anyway. So they were given the thumbs up to <laughs> blow those fuckers up sky high. And they did. And they did. This movie was <laughs> and that brother dollars. Two million went to... <laughs> Chuck Norris, and the rest all went to explosions. I've got a stat at the end that I want to share with you going back to that. So, Is it about the opening scene? No. Okay. It's about the ending, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and we should also mention that this movie is full of the worst stereotypes. Like, everybody oh, is, yeah. is a stereotype in this movie, like, mm-hmm. to a offensive degree. Yeah, like Con Air style. <laughs> because the next scene is some kind of random, like, Spanish party that's happening yeah, i don't know some, what it is yeah, a hispanic community like, center party yeah. or something and some fake cops show up and kill everyone yep everyone except somehow the reporters we, there. yeah we should mention the reporters there yeah, for some like, reason she just shows up everywhere she's literally at every action sequence just happens to be there for no reason and does it nothing doesn't do anything Nope. Like, is she covering a story? We Like, at the beginning, they're kind of like, oh, she's like, what's going on with these murders? But then, like... She literally spends all of her... All, the entire time she's on screen, she just bitches about stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's true. When, when the community center has all these people die, one of the girls that survives cries, why? There has to be a reason. And and I wrote down, I wonder the same thing. <laughs> 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 why? Why are these people now dead? It's bizarre. <laughs> because then the, the real cops show up and they like they start attacking the real cops sure. because they which don't trust sense. them. Which is like, okay, so maybe his plan you know, is to kind of see this distrust and stuff like that. So, Like I said, I, I do feel that probably Americans would act that way. Probably. Yep. Um, then Chuck Norris drives through the <laughs> biggest stereotype, worst neighborhood God. ever, where every stereotype for a bad neighborhood is every five feet yeah <laughs> yeah not good um he goes to a bar slash strip, strip club, club? I don't yeah, really I don't know. with it's a strip club without a pole or lights but she's dancing without a top on a random stage it's very Cause, strange because somehow he knows to go there one of Rustoff guys oh no i guess he does get a hint about that the guy he meets oh, with at right. the oh, original bar yeah. tells him 
So this guy that's like Roost, one of Rustoff's, I don't know, lieutenants, or he stabs in the hand with a knife, which yeah. is kind of cool. Uh, pumps him for information. Though I like the the guys who are like the owners of the club come in and uh-huh. fight him, and he has that <laughs> that great line that I wrote down where he said, "I'm gonna hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left." <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> which okay, I like that. I'll give I'll give that movie that. I like that line. <laughs> oh, this is where I know. I have a note that says if LPJ doesn't admit this is a Christmas movie, I'm leaving. <laughs> but you already did, so I don't have to leave. It's a movie that takes place during Christmas. <laughs> I, I have also a quote soon after the left and the right. Uh, he pulls the grenade pin, which apparently the grenade does not explode for a solid, like, 45 seconds. Oh, yeah, it took its sweet-ass time. <laughs> yeah, but then he says, if you live through this, tell Rajnuff time to die. <laughs> he does tell him that. <laughs> Which he does then tell Rajnoff He does, and then that. he shoots him down the pants. <laughs> Second dick kill. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the next scene is in a mall. There's a guy who has a bomb that he's trying to set off. And I kind of love the part where he, he leaves the package. Uh-huh. And then they're like, oh, it's a bomb. Like disguised as like a Christmas package. And the, and the lady's like, oh, that gentleman left his package. So her husband's like, sir, like chasing after him. Yeah. Like, sir, oh, sir. It to a comedy. Yeah, it's like really comical. This guy chasing after him with a bomb in the mall trying to get him to take it back. Yep. But the bomb goes off, right? Bomb goes off. Yeah. Okay. But before that, all of a sudden, all these bad guys show up, start shooting the place down. Yeah, what do they need the bomb for? I don't know. Because then the bomb blows up. Yeah. yeah and then, good. of course, and then Chuck shows, Chuck shows up, up in his truck. He is literally everywhere all the time. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah. He's, and that's, and maybe it was lost in the translation or the editing, but he ends up being everywhere that something bad is happening, but no explanation for how he knows to be there. Listen, right. while learning CPR, Chuck Norris brought the dummy to life. <laughs> Like literally, the, these jokes fit into this movie in some way. It, it makes sense, literally, because he's like omnipotent. He knows everything that's going to happen and where to go at the exact right time. Literally, the rest of this movie is just Chuck Norris showing up places exactly at the right time when the bad guys are and stopping them. Yeah, like the guys yep. at the church. Oh yeah, right. Well, <laughs> we don't even know how he did that. I don't want to. I don't want to skip too far ahead. No, because I love this mall scene. Because we should <laughs> mention yeah. that he shows up by driving his truck into the mall. Correct. There's a truck that's like on display in the mall, anyways. That the mm-hmm. bad guys steal, and they <laughs> they drive out of the mall and they like hit this lady's car and they like get out to yell at him, but he like grabs one of the ladies and is like holding her by her hair outside the truck <laughs> for like five miles and like driving. <laughs> Why is he still holding on to that lady? I do not know. <laughs> like she's a human shield, I guess, maybe? I was laughing so hard. It, it made no goddamn sense. Why this one? And the guy's going like 40, 50 miles yeah. an hour. Yeah. How are you holding on to this woman's hair still? Because Chuck Norris chases this guy in the reporter's car, who's yeah, there who's at there? the mall, of course. They end up getting this lady off the car. He <sighs> throws a grenade in the back of the truck, and it blows up. <laughs> he always seems to have a grenade, too. <laughs> this is this is where I do have a note that says, Rustoff is big on shooting guys down their pants. <laughs> I, I will also say, uh, the mall was... That scene was really done. Apparently, they were the mall that they were at in Atlanta was going to be redone. And they told them, have fun, blow this place to fucking kingdom come. And that's exactly what Chuck Norris did. Uh, at this point, like the National Guard's out on the street because it's kind of become like uh, an escalating problem. Uh, Chuck Norris is stopped by a bunch of fake soldiers. 
and he kills them all. All of them. <laughs> um, then he then like he shot at, that guy in the nuts again too. I wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, well, Rostov didn't did it, do it. Chuck did that one. Chuck did that d- dick shot. <laughs> then, <laughs> then uh, as LPJ talked about, the next scene is him showing up to stop a church from getting blown up. Which, how he knows to go to where this church is, I have no idea. Which I really thought that church was going to blow up. Based on the history of where this movie was going, I mean... I really thought that, too. uh, I was like, they're going to blow up this church. Because you were following that family that was, like, blowing curfew to go and pray. I'm like, these fuckers are dead, but... (laughs) But Chuck saved the day because he used his spider senses. Yeah, because he knew somehow up. to get there <laughs> and like be in perfect position to be above the guys, like steal their entire bomb without them knowing, then be above them and like throw the bomb. No, he stole the detonator or what did he do? He had the whole bomb. I think he. I don't. He know. had the pre. Um, he had the bomb. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because then he he dropped it on him, right? If I remember right. Yeah, From and, he, the, and he had the two ends of the cord that he had cut. Yeah, that's what then, it is. And he put them back together, and it blew up. Uh, so then the next scene, he stops a bunch of soldiers <laughs> from shooting a crowd of people. How he knows to go there, I don't, I don't know. know. Well, as the grocery store riot, Yeah, the right? grocery yeah. store. Because yep. guess who's there as well? The reporter. <laughs> yep. Who gets, like, grabbed and, like, held hostage, but, like, Chuck Norris saves her. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down, Chuck knows again! <laughs> Exclamation point. So... <laughs> I do too, because I have like, I have a note that says like, how does he know where to go? <laughs> he, he just shows up, and like his big thing is he has like two Uzis, and he just like, because here's the thing, okay, and he uses those Uzis kind of weird, right? No, he just got them hanging from it. He, they're on like a like a strap around his neck almost. All right. Yeah, but you know what? I had a point, but I'm gonna save it, kind of to the wrap up here. I don't want to get into it yet. Uh, so the next scene. I'd seen uh, <laughs> where they're basically we, we see that they're loading all these kids into a bus to kind of like get them out of town is my Which, understanding. This is the worst <laughs> fucking idea I've ever heard. As a parent, there is no way in the hell I'm going, kids, apparently I can't save you. So I'm going <laughs> to put you on this random bus. They're taking you somewhere where you'll be safe. Well, why couldn't the parents just hop in their car and go? Like everybody else that was apparently going on the road. Why? They just literally abandoned their kids. <laughs> to We don't know who these people were that are driving the bus or where they're going. So the bad guys, of course, are there. <laughs> of See, course. Follow the school bus. And yeah. what, what? I was surprised. I thought they were going to try and blow it up with a rocket launcher. But this time they go with a bomb again. With C4, yeah. yeah. With bas- a timer. Yeah, and basically strap it to the side of the bus. It's because the bus is moving, Chuck can't show up there immediately like in the rest of the movie. He's got to actually be driving. So they had to give him a little, you know, we had to make the movie a little bit more realistic. Sure, so Chuck sure. had to, you know, kind of be on a find, timer. He had to find his way there. Correct. Which somehow he knew that the bomb was on that bus because he's driving through like a crowded freeway. Yeah. So always- how would he know that there's a bomb? Because it's small. That's yeah. just on the side of the bus. Like, it could have been on a car. Because Chuck Norris knows all. It could have been on anything. <laughs> um, Chuck so, Norris does know all. So he gets the bomb off the bus, somehow catches up to the bad guys. Somehow knows what car the bad guys are in. <laughs> yep. Throws it in their car or sticks it on their car, and they blow up. Of course they do. <laughs> 
So th- there's like uh, Atlanta has become like kind of like a de facto like headquarters for this crisis. They said that there's um, representatives like governors from all 50 states are Which there. Which also sounds like the worst idea. You're having a national crisis, so let's bring all the governors like <laughs> guess the federal congress isn't doing shit but we'll throw all the governors together in one building in atlanta because that's the safe method there and so they kind of introduced that concept and then there's like a bizarre scene where chuck norris is just kicking back in a hotel room watching a movie i think didn't he talk to his buddy prior that wanted to kind of set this up yeah, I, I thought I was trying to maybe give this movie more credit than I, it deserved. No, that's it's that's too much plot. That's, it was too much plot. It's too much plot. You are correct. So, <laughs> the cops like break in and like arrest Chuck Norris. Right. Yes. Which while he's watching some Martian movie. Right. Because so, they're invading. And and we'll learn that this is part of like their end game like plot. Right. But here's my thing. Like, why did, like, if they just wanted Rustoff to think, that they wanted Rustoff to know that he was arrested, right? It was kind of a ruse. They wanted to lure Rustoff out because he's right. obsessed Correct. with Chuck Norris. But why did they have to go such an elaborate thing to arrest him where they had, like, SWAT guys swinging in through the windows? And couldn't they have just, like, hey, he's arrested? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They go through all this lengths and look at, make it look like Chuck Norris is surprised by him getting arrested. But we'll learn. Well, we, they never officially tell us that was the plan, but I can only assume that was the plan. And then the CIA guy's like a total dick to him too i don't remember what it is they said to him but he was like oh we finally got you you bastard it's like that's not necessary (laughs) so they bring chuck norris into this de facto government headquarters which the reporter is there again for no apparent reason yeah she moved from florida to uh atlanta (laughs) Atlanta, pretty quick which is like i think that's her last scene in the movie maybe i don't know she serves no purpose this is where i have a note that says why is the reporter even in this movie i think you're right i don't think she comes back no i stopped writing notes about her because i didn't give a fuck so <laughs> so Chuck Norris, while they're arresting him, he basically uses the time to taunt, like, Rustoff. Um, Rustoff gathers all his men. He brings them all in. Which, how did he do that so quickly? If they are, because <laughs> we're hearing on the news reports that they're literally all over the country, how did they all get to Atlanta so quickly? <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> they're all there like that. You're asking legitimate questions that have no legitimate answers. Fair enough. So, Rustoff gathers all his men, and they're going to have this big attack on the American, that de facto headquarters, because he wants to get the Chuck Norris. Uh, so, there is a big battle. Um, Huge battle. Yeah. yeah it's I said John massive. Woo-esque battle. It was kind of John Woo-esque. Yeah, I mean, it was big. Oh, it was fucking insane. And this leads to the thing I was telling you about before. This final insane battle outside of this, yeah, de facto building, this cost... Five million dollars to do. That's do you like remember the what budget? The, <laughs> yes. the budget was twelve million. Yeah. Correct. And two of that went to Chuck Norris. Correct. So that means there's ten million for shooting, <laughs> of which half went to the scene of just and just everything explodes. I well, I believe it because there are a lot of tanks in this scene. There are <laughs> and helicopters and yeah, five million dollars to film that ending scene. It is bizarre <laughs> one thing i didn't get is like rustoff's men are like storming this building but they're like constantly just shooting the whole time like i'm like what are they shooting at aren't you supposed to wait to shoot until you see someone to shoot at you they're think? just constantly firing while running up to the building running into the building 
<laughs> yeah, it's uh, like they're fighting an army that doesn't exist. And like Rustoff lands on the top with a heli- a top of the building with a helicopter to like sneak in and right. some men and some men to try and get Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris shows up and blows he up, fucking destroys blows, everybody. Blows up the helicopter with what? A rocket launcher. A rocket launcher. <laughs> yeah, why not? So, and, and this is, again, I don't know if they specifically say this, but like I said, this Chuck Norris's whole getting arrest was a big ruse to kind of get Rustoff to, to show up at the building to bring all these guys. Because when they find out no one's in the building, they all run out to the front, but they're surrounded by, like, I don't know, conservatively, like, 50 tanks. Sure. And, yeah. like, a couple thousand soldiers and Which helicopters. Which Rustoff must have known that was going to happen, right? Which is why, like, so is he just going to say, there, this is it. As long as we kill Chuck, we'll be happy with this invasion? I, I well, don't know. Well, I that's, mean, that's the thing because I feel like his plan was set up where he's like, "Hey, I know we can't survive a head-on assault. That's why we're going to spread out into these groups and cause chaos." But then he immediately calls everyone together, and as soon as like that's what drives me crazy in this movie is that, like as soon as they go up against any kind of resistance from the United States government, they lose bad, like <laughs> yeah. real bad. Like they, they they kill a couple soldiers, but they basically all get slaughtered until maybe there's like five left and they surrender. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> yep. So <laughs> his men get lit up. Um, Chuck Norris, he kind of. I said it's kind of like a cat and mouse game at this yeah, point, at this right? Point, yeah. They're just yeah. kind of chasing after each other. Yeah. Because he fights, you know, he has a couple guys with them that he kills, but then it's kind of him and Rustoff one on one, which this is the only point in the movie where I think Chuck Norris fights anyone where he's not using his Uzis. I think he does a little bit of karate in these scenes. Maybe. Yeah, I think he bit. gets a roundhouse kick in there. There's a couple there? kicks, yeah. Uh, he fights Rus- Yeah, because he kicks him through that cubicle. Yeah. <laughs> and then he shoots him in the foot or blows him up in the how how'd the death happen again? He <laughs> <laughs> He has the rocket launcher. Yeah. That's right. And Ru- Rus- Rus- Rustoff, Rostoff, whatever the fuck his name is, he's standing in front of that window, and then that's when, when he says time to die. <laughs> and then he fucking shoots him like they're standing five feet away from each other. And he shoots him with the rocket launcher, and it hits him, blows him out the window, and then he fucking explodes. And there you can see a you leg go flying. You can see a foot. Yeah. Like, pieces of him are everywhere. And then it's the, gross. And then the movie literally that's just it. ends. Yeah, that's it's the end. Over. Like, that was my favorite part. It's like, there is no, like, closure at all. No, it's like, explosion, it's, shot it, a truck, that's it. His yeah. foot goes flying in the air. Credits. <laughs> I tried watching this a second time. Because I watched this. Why? Hold on. So I, tried, Why? I tried watching this. Like, I watched it once, like, two oh weeks ago. God. Right when we discussed doing this movie. <laughs> And so I wanted to get get a little bit of a refresher. <laughs> so I tried to watch it a second time, and I'm fast forwarding, and I realized that I hadn't stopped fast forwarding, and I was already 45 minutes into the movie. I'm like, oh wow, yeah, this is, oh boy, I'm just gonna not watch this. Because oh, and, and like it's funny because I I watched it and then I read that thing that that Sphinx brought up where they basically canon recut the film and cut out all of like the anything that was a plot or character development. And I was like, okay. I was like, that makes sense now. Because when I first got done watching it, I'm like, what is happening? They don't explain the backstory at all. This reporter's there that doesn't have a plot. It was, but like when I when I read that fact, I was like, okay. I was like, now I understand why this movie is what it is. At least as far as making sense. 
Not that I feel like if they put that stuff back in, the movie's going to make a lot more sense. I, I'm curious how Chuck felt. You know, like, and he wrote this, I'm assuming, decent story. And then finds out that none of it got used. Decent story. That's what we're going with. <laughs> well, he didn't do the sequel. He did not. So he must have thought this was a pile of shit, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he cared. I think it's one of those things where he just wants to make action movies and that's it. <laughs> well, you know, Tom Brady can throw a football over 50 yards, oh but Chuck Norris can throw Tom Brady even farther. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> um, all right. You want to do some lightning round? Sure, let's do it. Alrighty then, let's do this now. All right, it's a shorter one because well, this movie sucked. <laughs> um, how old was Chuck Norris when this movie came out? Thirty-five. Thirty-nine. He was forty-five, so that's oh, the LPJ. <laughs> he was forty-five in nineteen eighty-five. Correct. Holy <laughs> shit. What year did the Canon Film Group have their last movie? 1994. 95. 96. Ah! Goes to Joe. Chuck Norris has actually served in the military. In which part of the military was he a member of? Green Berets. An Army Ranger. Air Force. Ah. What famous... Marvel Cinematic Universe movie did his brother Aaron do a stunt in? Uh, Captain America the Winter first, Soldier. First Avenger. Ant-Man. Oh. He was Ant-Man. <laughs> he could have been Ant-Man for all we know. And then finally, what do you think the body count 129. was? 129. 129. Man, and by saying it first, Joe broke the tie. All right, congratulations on winning for this movie. It's a win's a win. One is a win. Scoreboard, baby. Good work. Do we got a roll reversal uh, LPJ? <laughs> I do. And it's, I have one, and it is something. Dude, just turn that off. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I like it. I like to hear a little Sabbath. Thank you, Deadite, for that. <laughs> it's the in the role of the journalist. <laughs> oh God! They were thinking I, of someone else I to do that. I saw this. I know where uh, you're going. Chuck Norris literally he wanted Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> you killed Sphinx. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Like Guinan Whoopi Goldberg? Well, I, I don't think it was going to be Guinan, but it was Whoopi Goldberg. That would have been amazing. Whoopi Goldberg as the journalist. Gosh. You know, I'm going to turn down the color purple to do Invasion USA Chuck Norris. Oh, boy. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, oh, my God. God, and even thinking like now, like how liberal Whoopi is compared to Chuck, <laughs> Chuck would have murdered her. <laughs> this movie would have been. I don't even, it would have been like a buddy cop God. movie. I mean, Chuck Norris likes his meat so rare, he only eats unicorns. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm that's, done. That's a good one, LPJ. That's my last one. Oh, my God. Which, are we done with this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got to rate it. Yeah, we got to rate it. Good rate Lord. It, yeah. All right. Uh, who wants uh, to go first? Uh, ugh. I don't... <laughs> I'll go first. Okay. So, <laughs> first of all, thank you, Sphinx, for making us watch this. 
movie. I'm, I'm really happy I brought this to like, us. I don't even know. I don't know what to think of this. Like, I honestly, this is me thinking you. This is kind of up your alley, isn't it? A little bit. So terrible. <laughs> I, yeah, I got to be honest. So when that's why I assumed that you picked it when I was watching it. I'm like, I could see him liking this, yeah, <laughs> right? No, I, I, I kind of felt like this is an LPJ-ish movie. No, but, I finished watching this and I was like, what did I just watch? But then you just told us you went to rewatch it because I because I, I couldn't remember. I was in disbelief. I'm like, did I? Re-? It was like a fever dream. <laughs> like, I didn't know. I I had recently spent two days in the hospital. I thought I was like still hallucinating from the medication they were giving me. Uh, it might have made the movie better. Oh, it might have made the movie better. Um, this movie, fuck, it's a one and a half. <laughs> Maybe no, I'll give it a two just because it's so ridiculous and there's explosions. I'll give it a two. I'm gonna give it a two for that boot that shoots out, for that leg that shoots out and then causes the movie to end. Uh, okay, uh, this movie is a piece of shit. <laughs> It's longer than it needs to be. Somehow, after cutting out all the plot and like character development, it's still longer than it needs to be. Uh, it's full of offensive stereotypes, uh, disturbing scenes of innocent people getting murdered. Um, what else is terrible about this movie? Um, I didn't enjoy watching it. I mean... <laughs> In, but like, what about Chuck Norris randomly knowing what to do every single time? Yeah, it it was dumb, and it's like <laughs> it, it would be it would be fun to watch like with a group of people. But th- I feel like the point of this podcast we're not like screening movies for Mystery Science Theater three thousand to watch no. and make fun of. So I got to give this movie a one one machine gun, my <laughs> lowest ranking ever. But I considered oh. half a machine gun, but I'll give it one. <laughs> Because because it's the boot. No, because I'll give it one. You know what? I'll give it 1.5, and that 0.5 is because fan boats are kind of hovercrafts. <laughs> Perfect. So, so, wait, would you recommend this movie? No, I wouldn't <laughs> recommend this movie. I don't think I could either. Like, maybe as a prank. <laughs> yeah, maybe like. Be- you- because here's the thing I am willing to accept a movie from this era if they're like we're going to cut out all the plot and character development and just give you the action scenes the action scenes in this movie are not good none of them are that entertaining at all the one in the mall with the chase is okay everything else is Chuck Norris showing up with Uzis shooting people they're dead that's it those are the action sequences so you're, you're, you don't have any plot development it's just action sequences <clears throat> strung together and they're bad action sequences I thought when picking the movie that Chuck Norris I was going to see a bunch of martial arts Chuck Norris and, and he, we don't really see any no he kicks like a couple people in the last scene but everything else is just him like haha shooting people with <laughs> Uzis and that's it or throwing grenades or shooting a rocket launcher they must have gotten such a discount on rocket launchers for there this movie so many rocket launchers they're like oh we got to make this movie what do we got a lot of fan boats and rocket launchers Figure it out. I mean, conservatively, there are probably 20 rocket launcher blasts. That's conservative. I, think I was going to say, remember, that. the house was eight alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, and that doesn't include the houses in that neighborhood. That doesn't include, you know, <laughs> blowing up the guy at the end with his God, foot coming so off. Many, so many bazookas. Don't, don't watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't. All right. <laughs> well, if anyone is still listening... Um, we're going to do our bracket. Okay. So this is, uh, week two. 
Um, for those of you that may have missed last week's episode, um, here at the Last Action Podcast, we decided that we're going to go ahead and add a fun little bracket um, where our listeners are going to be able to vote um, on what is their favorite all-time hero, action movie hero. And so... Chuck Norris made the list from this movie, right? <laughs> Chuck Norris did not make our oh. list. No, I'm very sorry, LPJ. No, 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 Manhunter. No, not not so much. We've got a dandy of around here. So, um, for our listeners, you can vote on Facebook. You can vote on Twitter. And then if you decide um, or you are one of our patrons on Patreon, you will get an additional vote as well um, on our website, Patreon.com/slash/GameZillaMedia. The roundup or the match today is James Bond, and we chose the movie from Russia with Love as being our top James Bond. He is up against Batman, <laughs> and Which, it's Batman from Batman Begins. Okay, Christian so Bale. We're talking Christian Bale, Batman. So good matchup, right? So we need you all to go out and vote. Um, Bond versus Batman. <laughs> I, w- I wish that was a movie. <clears throat> that would be interesting. <laughs> they both use gadgets. Well, that's fair, yeah. You know, it could be a gadget off. Where do they get those wonderful toys? Right? <laughs> could be pretty good. All right. With that being said, let's talk a little bit about Gamezilla Media. Yep. We are part of Gamezilla Media. We got lots of podcasts. Like us. The Last Action Podcast on Mondays. Correct. And then we also have the Gamezilla Podcast, which looks at up-to-date gaming news they are available live on twitch and facebook on monday nights but then you can also listen to their podcast on tuesdays wednesdays what do we got lpj noobs and dragons we sure do so we have a dungeons and dragons campaign that's led by craig wk we then have on thursdays joe legend of retro that is correct, which we stole their bracket idea from them <laughs> thank you xander they're the they're the spiritual prequel to our show Sure. And then Friday, we have Movie Blast with Bob and Bax, and they give you a quick little 20, 25-minute um, look at any genre movie they're, um, they're that's like out there. The, uh, they're like the bazooka of uh, <clears throat> the rocket launcher. No. What are you talking about? I don't know, I don't know either. Is this, yeah, I was going to say, this is where he says it's late. It's late. For sure. <laughs> and then we do have a day off on Saturday, unless you want to watch some of our streamers. Um, or you want to read some of our blogs, or you want to do some of the poll votes that we have. Um, but then, on Sunday, we have Noiseland Arcade, which is also with Craig WK and the Arcade Phantom. They are running through The Simpsons, the TV show. So that's that's been a new favorite of mine, because I love The Simpsons and watched them growing up. So I'm very excited for, for seeing that progress. Sphinx, it sounds like there's something for everybody on GameZilla Media. Hovercraft Joe, you are totally correct. <laughs> but not a Hovercraft podcast yet. We're, we'll work on it. <laughs> we'll get We've got that Saturday hole that we can fill with we some do. Hovercrafts. <laughs> yep. So again, though, we would love for each of you uh, to please support us on patreon.com slash games of the media um, for as little as a dollar a month. You can uh, help keep the lights on, um, but then there's also a $5 option a month as well, and we would really appreciate it if you wanted to help support all of our shows, keep them going, and we offer you all sorts of things uh, on Patreon when you're a member, including a special show from Last Action Podcast and a lot of our other podcasts as well have special 
shows and what not. So, well, Invasion USA. It's terrible. <laughs> and it's now over. I can now redirect my anger at you, Sphinx, and I know <laughs> that you picked it. Yeah, it's fair enough. This last action podcast, though, has been terminated. But we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs>